0: Wow. Well, good evening. This is our podcast. I am James Paul I, I'm so glad you are here. Um, wow, it's been a weird week. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. It's just been an, uh, a lot of stress going on in my life. <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you, God has been with me every step of the way, and I am... Uh, very grateful to be where I'm at. Um, we are going to talk about the prophecies of Jesus. I'm, I'm really excited about what's coming up. I've mentioned this on the videos. Uh, if you haven't seen my videos on YouTube, it's just under my name, James Paul White. Um, but uh, after we're done with this series, which may take a week or two, we will start talking about the upper room discourse. And let me just say this I was going to uh, Foreigner Church in Grandview, Missouri, for uh, about a year. And um, they're affiliated with the International church- House of Prayer. And uh, It's just To hear An Easter message That focuses More on prophecy And words And visions Than on uh, Than on Jesus (laughs) Was very disappointing And that was Pretty much the Straw that broke The camel's back For me So So Keep those folks in your prayers. Um, I I think uh, the people on the internet that want to call the International House of Prayer a cult is, uh, I think they're misled. Uh, IHOP, Kansas City, and Forerunner, I think, are just a little bit out of balance. I mean, it's really cool when, it it really is, when God gives you a, a, a word. It is. But that's just one gift among many. Uh, you have to be balanced. And you have to remember to put your focus on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of our faith. <laughs> so, and that's why we're going to talk about him here. Uh, this podcast the the YouTube channel it's it's all about encouraging people to become more and more like Jesus each and every day and that's what I'm about so hopefully um, I'm still praying for those folks especially those in leadership uh, hopefully they'll you know hear from the Lord and and uh, God will show them, uh, where they need to make some changes. So I wanted to, to, to share that with you because, uh it's been on my heart. I didn't know how to really address it other than to say that, um, uh, I'm, I'm not going to Forerunner anymore. I'll, I'll go over to the, to the prayer room every once in a while, uh, just because, you know, prayer is always good. But, um, I just hope and pray that one day they'll they'll get straight. And they'll start focusing more on Jesus. Which is why you're here. This is why you're listening to this podcast because we are going to focus our efforts on Jesus. Now we are at number 43. I think we can do like 5 and then we could do Oh, maybe we can do 5 or 6 today and we can finish it off. I mean, there's 50, we're going to do up to 55 total. We're at 43. We might be able to do six today, and then we'll do six next week, and then we'll be done with the series. Uh, please, just for the record, these I found these on the Jesus Film Project's website. Uh, the only thing I did was to uh, write them in my notebook, and then I'm going to comment on them. So, So here we go. Number 43, God's anointed will not see decay. Now the prophecy is in Psalm 16, verses 9 through 11, which says, Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoices. My flesh also will rest in hope, for you will not leave my soul in Sheol, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You will show me the path of life, and your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Now the fulfillment is in Acts 2.31 which says he foreseeing this spoke concerning the resurrection of the Christ that his soul was not left in Hades nor did his flesh see corruption. Now the fact that this came true and the other 42 that I've already read and talked about have came true is amazing. Um, The odds of, of all of those things happening is just mind-blowing. But how this applies to our life specific, you know, today is that you may be in a bad situation, but God isn't going to leave you there forever. God is going to take care of you. God is going to provide for you. Uh, God loves you more than you could possibly know. And if God isn't going to leave Jesus in the ground, what makes you think God's going to leave you in a bad situation forever? Now, here's the thing. Um, and this next one's really kind of, you know, you don't think about it, but it's like, not everybody responded to Jesus in the way they should have all the time. And sometimes when we are having hard times, sometimes people that we love and care about don't immediately come to our, our aid. You know, the, the next prophecy we're going to talk about, it says that the Messiah would be abandoned by those who are closest to him, now think about this. This is another prophecy that's in the Psalms, just like number forty-three was. It says, and this is Psalm forty-one, verse nine: "Even my own familiar friend, in whom I trusted, whom I ate bread, has lifted his heel against me." So, I'm sorry, I'm uh, drinking a Coke Zero. <laughs> a little tired right now. So, if you're familiar with church history at all, or the history of when different parts of the Bible were written, the Psalms were written by King David. So that puts this 950 to 1,000 years before Christ. Let that sink in. When David put pen... Not to paper but to a scroll. He was almost a thousand years somewhere around a thousand years before Jesus walked the earth. That's that's amazing. Now this was fulfilled in John thirteen, eighteen. We all know the one that, that betrayed him, it was Judas. It says, I do not speak concerning all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but that the scripture may be fulfilled. He who eats bread with me has lifted up his heel against me. It's interesting how the movies of, about Jesus portray G- Judas in different ways. I mean, because a movie is a, essentially an interpretation of what you're reading in the scriptures. Um The Passion of the Christ portrayed Judas as this man who was tormented by demons and and you know the kids were taunting him and then he looked up and he saw this kid with this disfigured face and and that that was supposed to be if if I'm believe <sighs> <sighs> What I see, I believe that's supposed to be a demon. Well, uh, others, other movies portray Judas as the guy that just just wanted to kind of nudge Jesus a little and get him to become a military type leader and make it kick the stupid Romans out of Jerusalem and I mean, that's a legitimate theory. It really is. Um, Here they are, the people... You know, God's chosen people. I mean, a couple hundred years beforehand, they managed to kick the Greeks out. Uh, I don't want to turn this into a history lesson, but... You know, the Greeks defiled the temple and sacrificed a pig... And they, they caused an uprising that they could not handle. And they ended up being defeated. And kicked out of Jerusalem. That's the whole story with the Maccabees. So. But, you see, it's, it wasn't a surprise to Jesus when Judas betrayed him. He picked him. He knew exactly what was in Judas's heart. Judas wanted to be... One of the ones that would... Excuse me. Come in with the Messiah and kick the Romans out. So I actually prescribed to that theory. I do believe that Judas had... Um, Good motives in his heart. And he thought that, well, if these people show up to arrest him, they'll, he'll, just, he'll just wipe them out and raise up and become the king. And when it didn't happen, he was filled with regret and he ended up going and hanging himself. You know, we don't know for sure if that's the real reason or not. But think about it. He was filled with remorse when he realized what had happened and that Jesus did not uh, fight off the temple guards that came to arrest him. So, Ultimately, though, you have to understand as a follower of Christ there are going to be some people that because you are a follower of Christ they're not going to stick around with you they're not going to like the decision you made and they're going to abandon you just like Jesus' followers abandoned him so alright number 45 The Christ will ascend to the heavens to distribute gifts you know, I never really paid attention to the fact that a lot of these, a lot of these uh, prophecies are in the Psalms. Ooh. So, it's just interesting to me. Uh, the prophecy is Psalm 68, verse 18, which says, You have ascended on high, you have led captivity captive, you have received gifts among men, even from the rebellion that the Lord God might dwell there. And the fulfillment is in Ephesians 4, verses 7 and 8, which says, But to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. You know, it's interesting that people don't like to talk about the gifts. Because some people, quite honestly, act a little weird with them. Uh, In my opinion, I believe that Charismatic Church is a lot like a fruit salad. Um, It's delicious. It's tasty. It's great. But there's a few nuts in there. And uh, some people might even say, I'm one of those nuts. But... The focus should never be on the gifts. The focus should always be on Jesus. Jesus should always be the center. Uh, I at one time used to attend a vineyard church here in Kansas City, and I downloaded uh, an old uh, worship album. One of my favorite songs is called Be the Center. And the, the opening line says, Jesus, be the center, be my hope, be my light. Um, So ultimately the gifts come from from him and he should receive the glory for them. Number 46 says, The the Christ's thirst will be quenched with vinegar and gall. Now, a lot of people will be like, oh, what's the big deal with that? Well, it all—it was a pain agent. It was a, a numbing agent, and it uh, helped deal with pain. And uh, they did put it on a sponge, and they would stick a spear in it, and they would lift it up to a person's mouth. Um, remember, once you're on the cross, you're... Six, eight feet off the ground. And you're there on display for one purpose. You know, the Romans crucified people because they wanted to show everyone. and say, if you do not listen to us, this is what's going to happen to you. So the prophecy is in Psalm 69, verse 21, which said, They also gave me gall for my food and thirst. They gave me vinegar to drink. And the fulfillment's in Matthew 27, verse 34, which says, They gave, me, they gave him sour wine, mingled with gall to drink, but when he had tasted it, he would not drink. I don't think Jesus wanted to numb the pain And that's the interesting thing about our society today is we've got people who either by drinking alcohol or drugs or even food uh, will consume things to numb the pain. Uh, My vice five years ago was food. Uh, I stopped exercising, I was eating when I was bored. I was eating when I was uh, stressed. I was eating a lot. Um, I was like a blue version of Pac-Man. Because uh, I never wear yellow. I don't like the color yellow. Um, and I ballooned up to 207 pounds. And you may say, oh, that's not a lot. Yeah, but like when I graduated high school, I only weighed 147. But over time, praise God, I was able to make changes in my diet and exercise. And I'm about 185 to 190, give or take. But see, Jesus didn't want to numb the pain. Jesus didn't want, even on the cross, he didn't want to numb the pain. Think about that. Now, these two here, number 47 and 48, these are two of my favorites because, well, number 47 talks about the fact that Messiah's resurrection would be predicted. Now, the interesting thing about this one is that the Jewish people, by and large, were looking for a conquering hero. They were not looking for a suffering servant like in Isaiah 53. But it wasn't just in Isaiah 53 that predicted that he would suffer or that he would die. Here, the pro- prophecy of, of his, resurrect, or his resurrection is in Psalm 118, verses 17 and 18. And it says, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. The Lord has chastened me severely, but he has not given me over to death. Now, the fulfillment is in Luke 24, verses 5 through 7, which says, Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here. But is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. He Is not like any of the other founders of world religions. He's not like Confucius or Muhammad or Buddha. Jesus is alive. And he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. Now Some people people will be like. Well that's so close minded. How can you just say that Jesus is the only way to, to get to God. And it's like. Not only did he rise from the dead, but 11 of the 12 apostles gave their life for the cause of Christ. What should you think about that one? Did they follow in, in his footsteps? Peter, Paul, Matthew, Mark... Thomas and the rest of them? Did they follow in Jesus' footsteps? You better believe they did. That's one of the things that really got me, because I had left. I left. I, I in 2000... Uh, close to the end of 2004, somewhere in there. I was done. I didn't want to be a follower of Christ. I bought into the lie that all paths lead to heaven. And um, 2008, I recommitted my life to Christ. One of the things that got me was the fact that the 12 apostles... Well, John was exiled. Church history um, tells us that they actually tried to boil John in oil and he lived. And they were so afraid they just exiled him. Uh, That's just amazing. So, number 48. The Messiah will conquer death. It says here, prophecy is Isaiah 25 verses 7 through 8, and he will destroy on this mountain the surface of the covering cast down, cast over all people, and the veil that is spread over all the nations he will swallow up death forever, and the Lord God will wipe away the tears from all faces, the rebuke of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. The fulfillments in 1 Corinthians 15 54, which says, so when this corruptible Has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written death is swallowed up in victory. See, the hard thing about death is the fact that you are being temporarily separated from people that you love. But I do want to emphasize the word separated. Okay. Um, oh, this is a good place to stop. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, we'll do 49 and then I'll explain, I'll explain why. Number 49 says the Messiah will be mocked and abused. Prophecy is Isaiah 50 verses 3 through 6. It says, I clothe the heavens with blackness and I make the sackcloth their covering. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word and season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned... The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. I gave back to those who struck me, and my cheeks to those who plucked out the beard. I did not hide my face from shame and spitting. Yeah. I can't imagine being that guy that when they were beating Jesus... You know, 30 years later, he dies and goes to heaven and has to look at the Lord in his glorified state. And are like, oh, no, I think I messed up. Because he is exactly who he says he is. Now, the fulfillment's in Matthew 27, verses 29 through 31, which says, when they had twisted a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! Then they spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they took the robe off him, put his own clothes on him, and led him away to be crucified. I don't want to go into all the graphic details I do want to point out one very important thing. That that reed was like a baseball bat. They hit him. You know he had to have had a concussion. I can't imagine... the person that took that long big stick. you know it's like, a, like I said about like the thickness of a baseball bat and hit Jesus upside the head with him with it. And then dying, going to heaven and kneel, having to kneel before the Lord Jesus Christ. And realizing what you had done. And he. Ultimately because. They rejected him. Not many of the Romans. Accepted Christ as their savior. So. I'd like to think that the guy. Repented. I mean that would be great. I mean I'm not all. I, I don't want anyone to go to hell. I don't. I'm not a hellfire and brimstone type preacher. (laughs) I'm far from it. But to have done that and then have to stand in front of him and give account for your actions, that would be really, really messed up. Anyway, we have one more week. And, I, and like I said, this is a good place to stop because 50 through 55 talk about prophecies about Jesus' role in the church. So I think this is a natural stopping place because next week's prophecies will all be about the same subject. We were talking about his death, burial, and resurrection. Now we're going to talk about next week his role in the church. So like I said, this, this makes a perfect stopping place um, Please keep this ministry in your prayers. Uh, I so want to travel and teach the Bible. Um, and it felt really nice. I was talking with someone that I know at work. and I'm not going to say who, but I, I had shared that with someone that I work with. And she was like, you know, that is such an amazing goal that you have. Because the Christian church is... is only 40% of the church is actually reading their bible and they're so biblically illiterate it's not funny and so uh, i just want to inspire people to be more like jesus and so uh, if you're if you're listening to this thank you thank you thank you for the faithful few that listen to this podcast uh, continue to pray for this ministry and and one day i will in fact have an rv Still haven't decided whether I should get a travel trailer and a, tr- a, tr- a pickup truck or just get a Class C or possibly a Class A. I don't know. Um, I do know I want to one day go to some national parks, and I've been told that if you have an RV longer than 30 foot, it's not—it's very difficult. To, well, it's not very difficult, but it's harder to navigate your way through a national park when you have a larger RV. It's better to have something less than 30 feet long. Um, I've watched Matt's RV reviews on YouTube way too much lately. But but that's the vision of this ministry for the future. So please continue to pray for us. Um, I am very blessed right now. But I'm also going through some personal... um, a, let me just say a personal problem that I don't feel it would be appropriate for me to share on here. But um, let's just say that I am dealing with some someone that... Uh, dealing with a very difficult person. I'll just say that. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to the faithful few who listen to this podcast. And uh, I'm thinking later this week I may do another, another video. I'm, I'm not 100% certain. Uh, if not Monday, I'll definitely do week eight, which will be the last week on the Prophecies of Jesus. And then, of course, we'll do the full podcast right here on Google Podcasts or Spotify. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I love you guys, and have a great week.